one size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a t-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hi, I'm Sarah. This is Kat. And welcome to Books and Bevies. Do you have a bevy? I do actually. I have a little a little tea. Oh wow. What kind of tea? Green. Nice. I'm not very adventurous with my teas. Mm. favorite tea question mark i like peppermint you are a peppermint guy yeah peppermint with some honey that's not for me it feels festive so i think i would like it normally but no it just doesn't do it for me no i love peppermint tea is green tea your favorite absolutely it you know what i don't like though matcha i love matcha and like that's a traditional japanese like used in ceremony tea i've had it not just not just in north america canada i'm talking in japan in the in the ceremonies i've had this tea and i still didn't like it i just thought it was mm. i don't know what it is it just doesn't doesn't do it for me you know, I really like matcha. Fair enough. Do you have a bevy? Water. Delicious. And do you have a reason for drinking? <laughs> <laughs> a public reason for drinking. Maybe I'll add that. I mean, I'm definitely not going to talk about like too much detail about my medical stuff. But basically, I've been in and out of the hospital for the past couple days because of a surgery gone wrong. Um, and that's that. I'm on a lot of drugs. They're not making me loopy, but they're in my body. Mostly just, um, oh, fuck, what are they called again? Antibiotics. Thank you. Yeah. Um, and yeah, honestly, like the worst part about the whole experience was like when like for the surgery I basically like I got a surgery and didn't work and then I had to get another surgery um which worked and for both types of surgery you weren't allowed to have any food or liquid in your stomach at all including water um and basically when the surgery didn't work the first time I got home and I got a hot chocolate and then I immediately started feeling severe pain so I didn't get to enjoy my hot chocolate it just sat on my bedside table all night going bad 
And then the, the next day when I went to go get uh, the other surgery, I didn't know that it was like the same where you couldn't have any food or drink in your stomach. So I had a bubble tea. I'd only taken a couple sips out of it. And then the doctor was like, no, nope, you got to throw that away. And that was honestly like objectively the least important part of all of that. But it was like the hardest for me to cope. Because, <laughs> you know, when things are going really, really wrong and you're like, it's OK, because you know what? I have delicious bubble tea matcha it's, bubble tea it's kind of ironically. like the last straw thing mm -hmm. it's obviously not quite comparable <laughs> but when you're trying <laughs> I've already started talking so I'm gonna finish the sentence <laughs> but it's not comparable I'm putting that out there I understand it's not comparable um but you know when you have just like a terrible day and you come home and you try and put the keys in the door and it doesn't go in immediately and you're like this is the absolute last thing I needed that's what that reminded me of honestly a little bit but no like the doctors and the nurses and everything like that were amazing like especially the, at the second surgery like they were it was like the best as like as shitty as things were it was probably one of the best experiences I've had with like health issues if that makes any sense, just because they were really, really great. That's nice. Like, it was, like, I actually felt, like, cared for, not just, like, a doctor was, like, doing, you know what I mean? Like, like you know how sometimes yeah. you talk to a doctor and they're very, like, almost textbook and, like, just not compassionate? Like, anything. they care about the situation. They don't necessarily care about you. Yeah. And they're like, I'm doing this because it's my job, not because I'm like, I don't know. It was weird. But the the people that I, that helps me with, or who did my second surgery were like, they were like, it was, it was like six people and they were all like the kindest doctors and nurses that I've ever experienced. Like, it was weird a little bit in a good way. Good, weird. But like yeah that's nice mm -hmm. silver lining I guess yeah a little silver lining anyways do you have a reason for drinking I feel like anything I say now will just sound <laughs> um a little bit embarrassing um I guess no not in particular I just have it's like almost finals now so mm -hmm. it's a little bit busy Fair enough. Okay. We this I feel like we haven't actually talked in a while. It does, yeah, it feels like we haven't talked in a while because I've been unwell. <laughs> so there hasn't been a lot of Sarah J. Mass discussions um in our day to day. I did just finish the book today, actually. I finished it last night. Because I didn't want to finish it too soon and then just sit here and not be able to discuss it or start the next one. So I waited. You mean like you did to me last time? Yes. <laughs> no regrets. <laughs> um, so yeah, for this episode, we are talking about Tower of Dawn by Sarah J. Mass, the second to last book in the Throne of Glass series. Whoa. 
been a journey. It has been a journey. And I'm just going to start this off. This is the book that you're meant to be able to like read in tandem or in either order. Is that true? I guess so. Yeah. I I thought it was tandem or just like chronological, but I actually saw something today that said you could read Tower of Dawn first and then Empire of Storms. Okay, I would like to say no to that. Seriously? Yeah. No, I would have rather read this one first. I would have absolutely not rather, because the ending of this book tells you what, or like actually throughout the book, you find out what's happening to the other crew. But in, I forget what the other book is called. The one that. Or I guess you're right. Only the last like chapter though would have made me not want to read this first because it doesn't actually technically like spoil anything like there's no details it's just not like, like oh details, but like working with rolf um things like that like throughout uh lysandra getting saved uh that she's a shifter things like that all come out through this book and so you would have known the outcome of some of the battles and the ending I thought we found out Lysander was a shifter. No, no, not that she's a shifter. That, uh, you know, that during that battle in mm, Skull's Bay? Yeah. Yeah, where she gets saved. Mm -hmm. You find that out in this book, too. You know that uh, Nezrin saves Lysandra during Mm -hmm. that battle. Like, the shifter lives. If I already knew that going into reading last No, but that was in the book that came before Empire of Storms. Was that not the book that we just read that you can read? No, that was the that was um Queen of Shadows, not Empire of Storms. That was the finale of (laughs) Queen of Shadows. Damn. Yeah, no, Empire of Storms took place after that whole battle when they were going what like empire of storms started when they were going to terrest terrison after that big battle where like everyone died like of kale's um people because nestrin and um kale weren't in empire of storms at all not even once so they couldn't have (laughs) correct (laughs) i see where we're going (laughs) However, there's just, like, bits and pieces. I feel like the book just before this one had nothing to do with Kale and Mm Ezra. Like, they were not mentioned once. Mm -hmm. Whereas this book, specifically, they find out, like, kind of where they are, kind of what's happening, like, bits and pieces like that throughout the story. So I feel like if I had ordered... I think we're talking about spoilers, like... (laughs) I, we are, but like, <laughs> I we need to stop because and just go back to spoiler free because otherwise I'm gonna have a hard time editing this. <laughs> okay, spoiler free. <laughs> if this book is from a different perspective, you know what? I felt like I was starting a new fantasy book reading this book with all the new characters like mm-hmm. plot kingdom basically that you're learning about I a good several chapters I was reading 
with like no context just kind of like mumbling the names and the terms (laughs) (laughs) yeah see I didn't really love that though I found it was like a little too much world building too late in the series for me yeah I wish it would have tied in earlier maybe not necessarily everyone but just like kind of the mention of the kingdom at least exactly because like we only find out uh, really about the southern continent with like Nesrin and I think Queen of Shadows but like she it's not like she was a big character like Nehemia when she talked about like her country like I have I had more detail on oh I can, I can never pronounce it it's like Elwi or something El whatever where Nehemia yeah. was from and it's like to me that makes more sense to have like it be like oh I kind of remember this being talked about from earlier books but like we've never really gone to that no area I feel like we just didn't have any ties and you just kind of get like sucked into a different place and you're like okay yeah it was like that was the one thing that I didn't didn't love about this book was I was just kind of thrown off a lot of the time where it was like here's this new land here's its cultures here's how their royalty line works works and it's all really complicated um and it was just it was just a whole bunch of characters you didn't necessarily care about yep and for the second last book that's kind of a big thing to throw in i think yeah and it's like i mean uh, like this storyline is kale and nesrin's storyline and like specifically nesrin i didn't care about her storyline until like the last quarter of this book i no she was not a very big character for me yeah because i think we met her i'm i keep saying queen of shadows as if i'm really confident that that's the book i'm talking about i am i was right we're good but like we meet nesrin at the end of Queen of Shadows, we, like, don't get her character at all, really. Um, just, like, little blurbs and bits and pieces. And we know that her and Kale are, like, a, th- a thing. And then suddenly she has, like, this huge plot line in this book. When it's, like, mm. I feel like there wasn't, there wasn't build up to her being a main character. It was just kind of, okay, care. Yeah, exactly. It wasn't like a, yeah, I I don't know. I, I'm going to be honest, I didn't love this book for most of this book. I also, ooh, I'm going to say three quarters, maybe three quarters of the way. I was like, okay. However, the last quarter got me. The last me. quarter got me. <laughs> there were a few jaw on the floor moments (laughs) but yeah I really I'd say the first quarter of the book I didn't care at all about anything that was happening and then I started to like care about Kale's storyline that he was going through but it was a really slow build for me um and then I didn't care about Nesrin's storyline at all like until the court last quarter of the book which is when i cared about both of their storylines a lot yeah and this um, book is like almost 700 pages like it was a commitment to get through 
Yeah, I just I feel like especially because the last book from like Aelin and Rowan's perspective, we obviously loved mm-hmm. switching to a perspective that we didn't care for was a bit disappointing this late. Yeah. Like, I feel like this could have been a novella on just Kale. (laughs) Like, really, you could have shortened the story a lot. You know, we love a good novella. Oh, yes. (laughs) Um, I'm trying to think of something else spoiler-free to say, but I can't think of anything. Do you have an overall rating? Um, The ending really throws it for me. Yeah. I'm trying to think, like, in perspective of the whole series, I might have to go, like, 6.5 or 7. Yeah, see, I think I'm going to give it a 7. Just because I don't think the last quarter of the book redeemed it enough considering it was an almost 700 page book where I didn't like three or I did I didn't care for like three quarters of it yeah all right 6.5 you've convinced me (laughs) (laughs) yeah I don't know what it is man I just like and like Obviously, I don't, I don't, I mean, personally, I don't keep my sticky notes in my books. I take them out afterwards. Um, I know some people. Oh my God, wait. (laughs) Exactly on that topic. I was, (laughs) Um, you know how my friend's boyfriend is reading uh, A Court of Thorns and Roses right now? Uh Uh-huh. From when we did Akatar, I had left in the sticky notes and I was bringing it to class and it's the second book. And I was like, I got to take these out. So I'm like flipping through where I've sticky noted. And I was like, if I didn't take these out, I would look insane. (laughs) I'm sorry for interrupting. You may continue. Oh, no, that's okay. But like, um... Empire of Storms, I had, like, so many points that I wanted to get through. Like, everything, just, like, it got me. You know what I mean? Like, basically every two pages I had a tab where I was like, I need to talk about this. And, like, this book, I have very little. And that was me, like, really actively trying to find plot points to talk about on the podcast. Until the end, obviously. But... Yeah, it it was definitely a a difficult one to get through. However, finishing it Mm -hmm. was exciting because I knew that then I could read the next one. (laughs) And like there was good character development. Yeah, I'm I'm back to liking Kale more than I did in the previous book. So same. Same. Yeah. Good character development, um, but, like, this entire book was a lull. (laughs) (laughs) Just, like, a little bit. Harsh words. (laughs) You're not wrong. Okay, now let's talk about the spoilers. Um, And, like, try to get back into that conversation that we had. 
okay yeah the the order i just feel like it wouldn't have made sense to read in a different order also i for the life of me cannot understand how you would read a book in tandem me either are you supposed to read it at the same time i can't do that chapter by chapter or like section by section, I'm gonna need some guidance. You can't just say in tandem as like a statement. That's yeah. outrageous. I um, think for me, like the perfect way to read this these two books would have been like part one of Empire of Storms, then part one of Tower of Dawn, then part two of Empire of Storms, then part two of Power of Tower of Dawn. Just to like break up Tower of Dawn a bit. Yeah. But I also don't think I would have had the strength to stop Empire of Storms and then go like, back into. I don't even know what this book is called. <laughs> Tower of Dawn. <laughs> yeah, I just. It, it doesn't make sense to me that you could read it in another order especially especially with the last chapter of this book mm -hmm. giving away the ending to the previous book so if you'd already read it you'd be like okay yeah Galen gets captured cool yeah a hundred percent no I kind of forgot about that last chapter um if it wasn't for that last chapter I think personally because I would have just, like, I feel like I'm very big on, like, getting books out of the way if I don't think I'm going to enjoy them as much. And also, like, I might not have even, like, picked up on a lot of the things that were happening in Empire of Storms just because I really didn't care that much about this book that it was, like, hard for me to pay attention. So who knows if I would have even, like... Fair really noticed what was like going on with Aelin and stuff like that but like who knows we'll never know we already did it this way <laughs> <laughs> and naturally we will not sway from the way we did it I believe we're right <laughs> I do think that like in theory you could read them in tandem but I also think that if I like started both of these books at the same time I would have just got sucked into empire of storms and read that yeah was like i'm all for reading multiple books at the same time but for me they have to be different like stories or plots if they're too similar i'm just gonna jumble everything together i don't like reading two books at the same or multiple books at the same time i'm a i'm a one book kind of woman so fair Sometimes I get distracted or, like, bored, so I'll switch to something else until I get bored of that, and I'll switch back. <laughs> okay, let's talk about this book. What are your thoughts on Kale now? <laughs> Just I like him. As an overall... I mean, I never stopped liking him, really. I kind of stopped caring for him because he stopped being, like, a major player. Um... Because, it like, the series was very, like, Rowan and Aelin, like, ever since Queen of Shadows, I think. Um, but, yeah, no, I still like him. I was, I didn't like him for a good chunk of this book. Because he was being, like, a sulky asshole. <laughs> Which is fair. He did lose the ability to walk, but. 
I don't know. I I still I still really like Kale. I'm not like team Kale anymore, but I still like him. Yeah. What about Agreed. You? I feel like I disliked Kale a little bit in the previous few books just because he was so needlessly rude about Aelin. True. He was a yeah. So wasn't a big fan. However, I do like his like little redemption when he like sees Aelin and kind of like understands where his hate is coming from. And I'm like, okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he definitely right. had a good like redeeming redemption arc in this book. Yeah. I'm I'm pro Kale. I'm not team Kale. Yeah, I agree. That's a good way to put it. Um oh continue i was gonna say however yurene i I love her i love her too she is so good i honestly didn't know if at any point they would connect the dots that aelin was the one that gave yurene all the money so she could go Mm mm-hmm I wasn't sure if that was going to come into play in this book or like maybe they would meet in the next book and then it would like come out. But I'm kind of glad that Kale read the note and was like, oh my I, God. Yeah. I think it just also goes to like, it, it It was a good time to like for Kale to see that. I also like that Kale didn't tell her. He was like, she's going to figure it out when we like reconnect with Aelin she's gonna be like holy shit that's the woman who gave me the money he wasn't like you know oh I'm gonna ruin the surprise for you you know what I mean so it's it's still gonna be like a really good moment when they do see each other again I mean hopefully hopefully Aelin escapes or something but uh also the Rux (laughs) I was not imagining them as birds for like 80% of this. I don't know. Katrina, you are imagining weird things in this series. I feel like like I I have to make up my own version of whatever is told to me. But like, I'm not saying it wasn't a bird-like creature in my mind, but I'm just saying like it was more, more dragon like a buckbeak vibe. That's kind which of what I know I is not dragon. Like Sorry? That's kind of what I pictured except smaller and more like a hawk. Yeah, mm, yeah, that was not where I was going. Until some I read some of the descriptions and I I genuinely just read them and I go, mm, "No." And <laughs> then keep going. <laughs> I still can't get over the fact that you thought um Maeve looked like Edna Mode I just I can't <laughs> that really threw me for a loop at the end of the other book and it's like show she's beautiful and I was like oh <laughs> is she <laughs> interesting I thought it was like a unique beauty you know of like an elderly person no yeah, I don't I don't know what happens to me when I read, but I think sometimes my brain is just stronger than my will to accept what I read. You know what? Fair enough. Oh, also, 
our predictions were pretty solid for this book. Like we predicted a lot of things for like what I think will end up maybe happening in the next book in the finale. But um, I actually just edited the episode today, which is how I know. But you predicted that um, Kale would be able to walk again. And I predicted that we would see some of the monsters from the northern lands on the southern continent. Ooh. We, we saw two. We saw the Valg and the spiders. Oh, wow. Look at us go. No, for two bitches who don't know what's going on, we sure know what's going that on. That was pretty impressive, actually. Mm-hmm. Also, I feel like um, when I was reading this book initially, obviously, Kale and Yurene kind of had like a vibe mm-hmm. where it was like a they hate each other or, well, she hated him. Mm-hmm. And I was like, wow, love. Um, I feel like Nezrin at that point, it was just kind of like thrown in being like, oh, here's a love for you. Because it was so sad how she was being treated. So it wasn't as like, I don't know how to explain this, but it just didn't feel like as natural, I guess, of a storyline for me. It kind of felt like a consolidation storyline. Yeah. I mean, I feel like their progression felt like natural, but I do agree that like it did feel... It, for most of this book, it felt like Nesrin didn't need to be there. Yeah, I felt like she was just kind of like a, well, I guess you gotta come along. Yeah, you know? and it, it's weird because, like, Kaol and Nesrin were, like, somewhat romantic with each other in Queen of Shadows. But it's just Nesrin wasn't a big player for me, you know? Like... She wasn't, a, like, I just, it was weird that she was, like, I guess, seeing Kale, and then they just, like, mutually decided to stop through, like, a weird note. It was Nesrin- a very, like, quick fade out of, like, no romance, basically, but also I didn't care at all. Um, yeah. Which is not great to not care about one of the two main characters about in the book. I was like, okay. Yeah, because I feel like you just didn't really get the opportunity to, like, learn about her and like her. And it's like, it, it could have happened way earlier on in the series if she was going to be, I don't know. I Maybe, because obviously sometimes, like, when we were introduced to Man and we immediately liked her. So, like, obviously we're just not drawn to this character in the way that we are to other characters. Yeah, fair. But like, yeah, it was just really weird. And like the dynamic between her and Kale was always weird, I feel like. like Just like the way their relationship ended and how their new ones started. It was, it was all questionable. However, I really don't want to pronounce any new names, but here we go. Sartak? <laughs> cool. All right. Sartak loved him. Big um, fan. 
big fan big fan um i also really liked um hassar hassar was a little sneaky i know that's why i i, I feel like i like the characters who are like just like a little more complex and like you don't know if they're good or evil for a while because like I thought maybe she could have been you know doing some fuck shit behind the scenes I was like I just she don't did feel know. a little bit evil yeah but like I just feel like her character was so much more like I was way more invested in Hassar and like her storylines even though they like they weren't very many because obviously it like the story is about two different people but I was way more invested in Hassar than Nesrin also I just like it felt like Nesrin's character development felt so forced yeah that's what I mean when I say it's like a consolidation storyline it I felt like it was just thrown in because you needed something for Nezrin because if Kale just left her and then had his own happy ending you'd be like what I'm not even just talking about like romantically I'm talking about how like random it was that she's a really good singer you know what I mean like oh I hated that <laughs> but no no like that's what I mean though like it I I don't mean just romantically but I feel like because Nezrin was brought in if Kale left had his own storyline was happy we'd be like, where did Nezrin go? That's kind of weird. So it was just like a forced entire storyline in order yeah. to kind of like close up that end. Mm -hmm. But the singing was my nightmare. Even <laughs> reading it. Well, I actually forgot about that. I can't. <laughs> yeah, no, it just felt like with Nezrin, it was like, at the end of Queen of Shadows, we're like, here's this person. This is a potential love interest for Kale. And then we don't, experience either of them at all in the next book they just like disappear to go do this shit um and then we get to this book and we're like okay now you need to care very very deeply about this character who we just introduced you to who doesn't even have a personality yet and she can sing and she can shoot arrows and is looking for her family and is looking for her family. And oh, guess what? It she's actually not the love interest for Kale. It's actually gonna be um the person from like the previous books. It just felt like Nesrin. Whoa. Sorry, just I'm just throwing things. Um yeah, it just felt like Nesrin as a character was just thrown in, where it's like, I feel like we're at the point in the series where it's really interesting that all of the like previous characters, like are coming back and all of the storylines are getting woven together and then there's Nesrin. yeah like I feel like she doesn't she didn't do anything or change anything mm -hmm. like if if you physically took her out from the entire <laughs> plot what changes I mean something's towards the end but it's like that's the thing you could have like you could have had Nesrin and Kale split up way earlier in this book. Like, almost immediately. But, like, when did they even split up? Was it, like, halfway through? Like, I feel like it took a while to get there. 
and not even like officially it was just like when i'm gone i hold you to nothing and then she comes back and they're like yeah we're in love with different people now Mm -hmm. i was just gonna say they didn't like officially break up until like literally the end yeah and it's like i don't know i just feel like i feel like this book was also really slow paced like i feel like the like Nesrin could have gone off with Sartak I think um <laughs> you know I don't know <laughs> like almost immediately you know because like what even happened in the first little bit of the book um however just... I do want to backtrack to the first little bit of the book okay I, I was very stressed when um Yurene, well not very stressed I'm trying, I'm again, I'm grasping at straws here, but when Yurene found, like, the first dead healer in the library, I did kind of like that parallel with how it happened in the library in, like, one of the first books, mm. where they found the, like, first Valg with um, Dorian and Aelin, and then now the Valg are in the library again. I did... I feel like that was just like a, a not a fun little storyline, but kind of interesting when you find out, because obviously they're all freaked out because Yurene looked like the healer. Mm-hmm. And so you're like, oh, my God, they're trying to kill Yurene. And then when they like find out later, it's like, no, I was just bored. That's why I killed that one. I was like, oh, damn. Mm-hmm. Did you have any thoughts on who you thought the uh, Valg was? I I was thinking it might be Hassar. I thought it might be Hafiza. Or... Who? Hafiza? The head healer or the high? Oh. Mm-hmm. Oh damn. And <laughs> now I did not go there. I did go there. I thought so. Just like a little bit. But I, again, it was also like I was grasping at straws to kind of try to figure out where the plot was going. So yeah, I definitely. I also did consider that it was just no one. Yeah. I also thought that maybe the like dead princess wasn't dead and she was the Valg. Because like also when we found out about who the Valg was, I was like, I don't know who that is. I also didn't like, know literally. I have so many issues with this book, Katrina. It just like it wasn't. I didn't care particularly it was just kind of like oh okay it's that one um i guess it's a sibling the sibling is pregnant i had to i literally i read the name everyone's like oh my god it's her and i was like is this the sister that died and so i went back to the front of the book and i was like oh no it's the other one (laughs) literally so it was just irrelevant to me I feel like I would have preferred if it was a stranger because yeah. then I would have cared or less. a more relevant character. Like that's again, there was way too much world building in this book. You can't just like take me to another continent and introduce six royal I think it was six. I know why did they siblings. need that many siblings? Like you could have made it two. Like And then also there was, like, the king, and I couldn't keep track of who the king was. I was just so lost. And then, like, (laughs) there was, like, no mom, and then there was a mom. (laughs) 
<laughs> at the very end. And there was, and I was like, like a, who? And then there was like several mothers, and I was like, whose mom are you? <laughs> I just literally couldn't keep track of anything in this book. Yeah, and then they're like, oh, it's it's the sister. And I was like, okay, yeah, I think you mentioned her once. Literally in the once. Why would I care? <laughs> once in the beginning of the book. And it was literally like, like, it would make more sense for... I could also see um, the brother that the, like, was into Yurine for a while. That would have made way more sense, too, because then there's a reason he's trying to get close. Right? There's a reason their friendship got weird. But What was the reason? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I did not. um... Also... I'm assuming the baby will come into play at some point. Um, if it doesn't, that was a needless storyline. It probably won't. <laughs> like, okay. I have, I have a note on the Nezrin added, but I can sing with you. <laughs> this is nightmare fuel. <laughs> it really is. Like, if someone... Hear me out. This is a life lesson. If someone asks you to tell a story and you say, I don't have any, but let me sing you a song, 99% of the time, no one in the room wants that. Honestly, like as someone who has been serenaded multiple times, I've never enjoyed it. Don't sing to people unless you're like actually performing a at a thing where you are doing that you know an unsolicited serenade absolutely not all right but i mean i think it was i think it was partly trying to give nesser in a personality and it just didn't land with the two of us who does that land with i'm sure there's people who thought it was great there are a lot of people who, I don't know. I feel like it could have been slipped in in a better way. True. Like, like you know the the rider of the ruck that was killed? Mm-hmm. And then there's the whole thing about, like, families on the side of the mountain that get buried there um, for their dead. I feel like they could have sang a song as, like, a ceremonial, you know passing on the rock or like yeah and then Nesrin the was just people. so good that like everyone else like just started listening to Nesrin yeah like it could have been a beautiful moment but like hey tell a story no let me sing is sorry not- I don't know any stories I can sing for you I hated it yeah I did actually you know what else I didn't love the like Kale's like self defense class while he was like still in a wheelchair. It felt so forced. It did feel forced. I, a lot of this story felt unnecessary, so it's just like forced plot. Especially because it never came up again. It literally just happened, and then like none of the characters that. Like, it would make sense if it was, like, introducing another character, you know what I mean? And, like, another healer 
was like or like the kids had to like defend themselves in the library when something was happening and like thank goodness for these transferable skills but no (laughs) and like there's a huge battle or something like that and kale's looking around at all of the healers being like oh wow look at them using all the techniques that i taught them but it was literally like he went to like teach them stuff and then he got like really annoyed that the healers were trying to help him and then got mad at Yurene. and it was and then it was ugh. but also they were like children and i was like i'm sorry you're mad that children didn't understand what to do and were like giggly and acting like children it's just like when they all like helped him off of the wheelchair and he didn't or off of the horse and into his wheelchair and he was like I hated that. I felt so like not good about it. And it's like in theory like we don't necessarily know that he's going to be healed by the end of this. Like m- maybe that's just your life. Maybe get used to it, buddy. Also don't be so rude to Yarine who's helping you. And literally has like Yurine has every reason to hate him yeah I don't know I didn't I didn't love that I also did forget about that storyline that was weird yeah there was a lot of really weird plot points in like the first half of this book like part one of this book could have been 50 pages yeah and just cut out a lot of shit and then immediately get Kale and Nesrin to split up and then Kale start and them Yurine on their- going through the city to heal people because he wants to help. Yeah, that was also so weird. I understand it was like to develop Yarene and Kale's like romance. But it's just like I felt like you could have done that in other ways without with adding to the story. This didn't add to the story. It was just kind of like it was very Farah doing Christmas shopping. <laughs> yes. This whole book gave me Akatar novella. (laughs) Yeah, this book is the Accord of Frost and Starlight of the Throne of Glass series. You know what? You always need one book, so I guess this one's it. It's true. Like, I feel like... I don't know. Oh, also, another thing that I thought, I just found this note, but there's a point where... Nesrin and Sartak are going <laughs> it, was, it was perfect pronunciation. Thank you. Um are like going through the city. And also that was another weird plot point that I found. Like the fact that there was so many parts of this book that was Nesrin looking for the Valg and finding nothing. And it happened multiple times. And, <laughs> and like, at like, no point does she actually succeed, technically. It's only because they find it first. Yeah. And it just, like, and then the, it's, like, Nesrin, like, disappears to go, like, sneaky hunting, whatever. And then they're, like, did you find anything? No. Does it again. Did you find anything? No. No. However, there was one point where 
she says like the attacks line up with the techniques of enemies in a darlin i think this is before they knew that it was the valg um if they are here in this city i fear it may be in connection to my arrival and it's like that would have been so much cooler if like someone from a previous book from a darlin i feel like it was lined up (laughs) Like, you put that in, and then we're like, just kidding. It's this character that you met on page 10, and then we never mentioned again. You're welcome. I honestly thought this was going to be a really short episode. (laughs) You know what gets us talking? (laughs) Hate. (laughs) Honestly. Because, like, I really don't have that many points, but I just keep going on tangents. Uh, yeah, there there's some outrageous things in here. You know what I also had a problem with? It's Tell me. Kale and Yurine's. I'm like 80% sure this is their first kiss. Not confident it is, though. Okay. It is maybe the least romantic description ever. <laughs> it's... Basically, Yurine rises up on her toes, presses a light kiss, and then it says, never breaking his stare. I have the exact same notes. That's like a threat. What? I hate that. Sarah J. Mass puts that. She put that in A Court of Silver Flames once, too, where there was a kiss with eye contact. And I hate it. Like, you know what? I get later on, you're like messing around and you're like, <laughs> let me let me keep eye contact now because it's amusing. If you both stare as you kiss, that, you know what? To be fair, maybe people do that. <laughs> Personally, I find that quite strange especially for a first kiss. And I read that and I was like, I'm sorry, why are you staring him down? I, yeah, I hated that. There is no reason. It just didn't read romantically to me. It just felt like a little bit. Yeah, it wasn't a very romantic first kiss at all. But you know what? I didn't, I didn't see the spider's coming back in this book that did surprise me that surprised me a fuck ton i also didn't really anticipate that um guy coming back the shifter that was a being uh lysandra's uncle right this is what i mean by like we're at the point it's the second to last book in the series that is when you should be like bringing in things from easter eggs in past books because he was so yeah he was like super insignificant in like i don't even really remember when we met him but like he had a spider silk and like but like i remembered him it it added to the story because you're like oh this i remember you i didn't eyes in and you're like and then he sacrifices. Mm. And then he lives. 
yeah, that was very that was very beautiful when he finds out uh, about Lysandra too. I was like, oh, I'm so happy for you. I know. I'm excited for them to reunite. There's just I feel like there's going to be a lot going on in this last book. Oh, also weird thing. I didn't like hate this. I felt very neutral about this, but I I found it a little weird that like we find out Kale has a brother. <laughs> I'm, I didn't I didn't see like the relevance to this story right it was just really weird like I I feel like like I feel like the relevance to the story is like he's experiencing flashbacks and it's like oh my god this is how bad his life was when he was really young he's been fucking through it but then it's like I don't know, like, we already knew about, like, the dynamic between him and his dad, and, like, we kind of knew about the mom, and then it's like, guess what? And, like, I just feel like during his flashbacks, I liked it when it was, like, healing about Aelin and, like, the things he experienced then. So if it was healing with his parents, which we already knew, that would be another thing. Healing with uh, Dorian's dad, things like that, where you're like, I care about the healing. If he's healing about things that I don't know about, mm-hmm. what does that add to the plot for me? Nothing. <laughs> yeah, again, I feel like it just could have been shorter. You know what I mean? Like, it could have been like, oh, we get the details of how things ended and like how he chose to go to a darling. But like, you didn't need to add a, whole, a brother. And then he was, the brother was never brought up again. <laughs> Imagine the brothers, the Valg. <laughs> you see, that would have been a twist. That would have been a twist. They would have got me there. I was like, no way. I was like, no way. Oh my God. Yeah, just like the fact that I feel like we have come up with oh, like way more shocking <laughs> things that, and especially like, with Sarah J. Mass, I feel like she's usually really good at giving us twists. It, I feel like this book just wasn't very twisty. Um, <laughs> however, there was one moment at the very end of the book. This was my only, like, moment. Um well, I probably should have had a few more. It was when uh, uh, Sartak told Yareen that he had been appointed heir. You mean Nestrin? Yes. I that mean wasn't Nestrin. really surprising for me. I th- I honestly, I was reading that because he was like, he told me you were common born, like that like the would-be heir can't can't do that he needs to marry royalty and i was like oh ooh, are they gonna break up so we really awkward and then he was like i tried to walk out and he pointed me air and i was like i did not see that coming i kind of saw it coming i did not yeah um, right over my head the one thing that i didn't really see coming was that the spiders are also Valg, which you get, it was kind of weird. That was a bit weird for me. Um, 
it did. I, feel like I, I did feel a little bit of like a, oh, you know what I mean? Like it did stir some, it stirred up some emotion in me where I was like, oh shit. But I think that's because we've experienced the spiders and the Val pre- previously in the series where I was like, oh my God, they're the same. Yeah, they're the same. Uh, Maeve being the Valg queen. That was a damn. twist. <laughs> and that like, she's not actually related to the two sisters. <laughs> that she just, okay, yeah, that, you know what? Take it back. That was my jaw on the floor moment. Not even that she was like Valg. The fact that she wasn't related and just messed with everyone's mind. I was like, Because I feel like I like I really liked that. It took us a long fucking time to get there. In this we book. needed answers with Maeve and what the hell was happening. Because like I didn't really understand like how she was so powerful because we'd literally never gotten to like experience her powers before. We knew that she altered Rowan and Aelin's bond. But, like, we didn't know how, we didn't know why, we were, like, really confused. And it's, like, one of those things where, like, someone is, like, super powerful and feared. And I was just kind of like, okay, but why, though? It seems like Aelin is way more powerful. Yeah, like, why are you being evil also? I just didn't understand Maeve, and now I do. So that was a big moment in this book. Um, Mm You know, that was a huge moment for me. I was like, absolutely no fucking way. It was very stressful when Nesrin and Sartak were, like, battling the spiders. I assume Sartak was going to die. Same. I was like, there's enough brothers and sisters (laughs) taking the air. And also, like, it's one book in a series where you're not in the rest of it. I was like, you could probably die. I feel like that's fine. Yeah, I, I could see that happening. Because like, glad he not, didn't. Yeah. I doubt we're going to be on the Southern continent in the next book. So it's like, it would have made sense. Also, you know, what kind of would have been better in my mind. What? If we had experienced the youngest daughter's death. Instead of just showing up after it happened. I know you like a good death. Um, agreed. Because I it's like, like I didn't care have... that she died. <laughs> it didn't tie in. <laughs> like, like, yes. But also, like, the fact that she died. What did that do? I don't Nothing. know. Absolutely. Because it's not like they were like, oh, she died. Therefore, we will help you out. It was like, oh, she died. So I'm sad right now. So I don't want to talk to you. Was the only. <laughs> so we're just going to make line. it really, really difficult and make this plot line drag on forever. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm genuinely trying to think what the death added other than sadness to the siblings and the dad. Yeah, like. Okay, here's how I would have written this book. Are you ready? (laughs) (laughs) It would have been 400 pages, or 400 pages or less, for starters. Nesrin would not be singing. Kale would not be teaching self-defense. It would start, they would go to the continent, they would be like, everyone, the, the, the youngest daughter would be alive. Then, 
and she's apparently a delight. You know what I mean? Like she loves everyone Kale. loves her. She is great. Everyone loves her. She loves Kale and Nesrin. So like the family is like willing, like starting to get willing to help Kale and Nesrin. Then boom, dies. The family starts to not trust Kale and Nesrin because why did the youngest daughter die shortly after their arrival? Nesrin and Kale are starting to get like stressy and weird, whatever. They split up and it is clearly said that they are like, we should not be together we know this, we're not working. I want to go and do these things with Sartak. You want to, you need to stay here and be healed because you can't do the things that I'm going to be doing. There's going to be ice here in a wheelchair. You'll fall. Boom. Split up. <laughs> There's going to be ice. So we're not together anymore. <laughs> but yeah, they split up immediately. Then Kale starts, like, making progress with his whatever, and him and Yurin's love story starts to, like, blah, blah, blah. And then same with Sartak and everything. And then most of the, the other stuff that happens, like, after they go their separate ways stays the same, with the exception of Nesrin's singing. Then we find out who the Valg is, and it's someone relevant to the story. <laughs> Either Literally Kale's- anyone that we know. <laughs> Anyone who, by the time I get to page 300 and something, we know who it is. Whether it even be Kale's brother, maybe we keep that in. If We only keep that in if it comes back in the end and it's Kale's brother. Or it's Hassar. Or it's Hafisa. Or it's someone who came from a darling. And then everything else pretty much happens the same because I like the last little bit of this book. Yeah, the the ending was good. Um, I highly agree with you. I would have liked that much better. I feel like a lot of plot points would have been tied up together within the 400 pages and not within 800 or so. 800? I don't know how long this book is. I think it was 650-ish. Nah, didn't didn't need that extra 250. Yeah, you really didn't. I should become an author. Just kidding. Absolutely not. You should become a book critic. I should become a... Well, I mean, that's kind of what this podcast is. (laughs) It's Akatar fan club, everything else critic. Um, but yeah, I, I 100% agree with you. I just don't think it was a good use of space. The book was not. It wasn't concise. No. And like, I just feel like with Sarah J. Mass, especially, I'm so used to it being like so many things are like, it's, it's always a circle. You know, we love a good circular circular story. We love it when we like know some things in the beginning, but we don't think they're important. And then they come back in the end and we're like, holy shit, they were important. That didn't happen. No, I feel like this was drawing from thin air. Yeah. However, no. I didn't pick up on any Harry Potter references in this book. <laughs> you know what? <laughs> Fair enough. 
I did compare the rucks to Buckbeak in my head, though, but that was on me fully. Yeah, that's just kind of a... I just needed, like, a reference image. Mm-hmm. And if I thought of a bird, like a regular bird, then it just goes to, like, pigeon or seagull. And that's not really the vibe that I think they were going for. However, I don't think imagine it's... a thousand, like, 300-pound seagulls flying at you. That would be horrifying. Yeah. Seagulls are stupid. Yeah, I, I don't like birds. I know you don't like birds. Uh, I also, I thought I missed it again. Sometimes I don't love this. The the way, you know, I love Sarah J. Mass. Sometimes I don't love when something is thrown in as if we know it. Mm. And then it gets like brought up, kind of explained as you're reading in the chapter. And you're like, so I didn't know it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Yurene Westfall. Oh my god, yeah. I was like, when did they get married? Also, why? Honestly, it is kind of mentioned earlier on, because she was like, what position am I going to be in your court? And then he's like, I don't know, what do you want to do? And she's like, I just want to natter you all the time. And he's like, oh, I know exactly the position. And I think he meant his wife. Yeah, I feel like for me, it could have been more like, take that (laughs) here and then be like, as they're on the boats going out, can't wait for you to, you know, natter me the entire way there. And you're like, I'm sorry, I I remember you saying that once before. And then she's like, yes, uh, Captain Westfall. And, and, And then they're like, oh, you don't mind it so much when I use it on you lady westfall and you're like oh that's what you meant you know that would have been full circle this was yeah. i but want the other to thing know too you is like sarah jms sorry i cut you off finish your point i feel that's like that fine i was just saying it was like it was like a, i want to annoy you in the court cool we are married i love you <laughs> like it wasn't like it didn't cross over really you know my thing is is like sarah jms has already done this once in this series, in the last book, with Rowan. And for me, that was a lot more, like, jaw on the floor. Oh, my God. Because Rowan, like, walks up and he's like, where is my wife? Also, there was a purpose. Yeah. They need that. This is... Mm, What? No. (laughs) Yeah, no. It's like, the surprise wedding was already done. Yeah, it literally... in the right before this (laughs) right before so i feel like ending two books the exact same way being like my wife oh lady westfall and you're like are you doing that again yeah (laughs) just show me one of the weddings if you really want to get married also another thing that i didn't like i feel like this podcast is just gonna be called another thing that i didn't like (laughs) I like that name. It's accurate for what this is going on. Because I feel like that's where that's all we've been talking about. But I hated that scene early on in the book. I didn't even put a sticky note in it. I just remembered it now. I think I tried to forget. But that (laughs) weird opium orgy thing with the rolls. 
was the reason? <laughs> I felt like that was also meant to like further Hale and Yurene's relationship. But also that would have been a perfect point for Kale and Nesrin to split up. Because but, there no. was like mad sexual tension between Kale and Yurene. And Nesrin saw it, and then she was like, uh, it's fine. Yeah, it was a weird moment. Also, like, the weird dynamic between Yurene and, like, that royal prince. And then it's like, oh, Yurene and Kale have to be careful, so we're just gonna, like, sit them next to each other and pump them full of drugs that make you lose your common sense so they maybe want to like do something but they're not allowed to because we're watching them and we have a really territorial brother <laughs> they were friends <laughs> that was it um not even friends anymore well they are at the end but mm -hmm. it didn't also really add to the story yeah, it did nothing other than make me mild sexual tension, and then that's it. It was weird. There was literally no. But reason that was for a it. good like five pages at least. At also. least, and like the other thing too is like again, if there had been a character from the southern continent like earlier in the books that had been like, oh yeah, on the southern continent, like they do these weird like parties where they like. Yeah, if there was any explanation whatsoever it was literally just cool like it just it just it all happened so fast yeah i was like what are you doing it's a ceremony we do in this kingdom that you just learned about <laughs> it will not add to the story but do it okay. and it's also weird and sexual <laughs> but but only sexual tension Nothing actually sexual. Oh, fuck, man. It was weird. Also, okay, I have a quote here. Okay. Another thing I didn't like. <laughs> is Kale's perception of Aelin killing Archer. He says that he she killed him in cold blood. Yeah, and I'm he like, absolutely not. That blood was piping hot. The thing is, I'm wondering if that's going to come out in, like, the last book, because it has to, because that's been mentioned in, like, several of the books, being, like, Kale saw her murder him in cold blood, in cold blood, with no reason, and that's why he thinks she's just, like, a murderous, evil person, apparently. Would, would no part of Kale's <laughs> small brain consider... That they know each other from another life. There's and, reasons. Like, from her, from both of their lives of crime. Yeah, like, very clearly, <laughs> there is more to their relationship. Aelin didn't just see him and be like, oh, yeah, I, I could probably kill him. I'm not busy. What? And, like, they had known that Archer had betrayed him. Or, like, their side. Like, they found that out. And then they chased him down, and then Aelin killed him. And Kale's like, there was no reason. <laughs> what was the reason? 
Yeah, but I hate sometimes I feel like Kale is just like not using the full capacity of his brain. <laughs> and it's quite infuriating to read about where you're like, why? Also, like, I feel like I vaguely remember a description of Aelin's, like, expression on her face when she killed Archer. And it was, like, not, like, she wasn't, like, happy about it. You know what I mean? Like, she wasn't. Yeah, it wasn't, like, a. I, because, okay, I don't, like, fully remember what happened in the scene, but I do from what I can recall, basically, he says, like, please don't kill me. Like, uh, I'm sorry, I didn't mean it. It was all an accident. Aelin is not going to kill him at that point. Then he does something else right then. And Aelin's like, oh, I got to kill you. And then because I can't trust you. Yeah, because he, he does something like. Yeah, bad. But I, I don't think Kale heard whatever that last part was. And that he only heard the, like, please forgive me. And then Aelin's like, yes, I will forgive you. And that's why he thinks she just, like, turned around and was like, jokes. <laughs> um, so that's what I think is going on. However, Kale should maybe think a little bit. Or just ask. Yeah, don't assume. Just be like, hey, wasn't, like, I feel like, okay, hypothetical scenario. You... You're Aelin, I'm Kale. I hear this thing, and then I like, and I hear someone apologize to you, and then I come around the corner and you'd kill them. I would be like, uh, why'd you do that, man? <laughs> I feel like that's a normal reaction. Be like, hey, I, I heard that conversation. <laughs> or at least a part of it. Am I missing something? I'm a little bit nervous now. <laughs> Are you gonna kill me? <laughs> You're like, why would you not ask? You were friends. You were lovers. Right? They were very close. (laughs) Even at that exact moment, they were very close. Yeah. I have no idea what goes on in this man's head. I know. So if that doesn't... And I just read an entire (laughs) 650-ish page book on his perspective, and I'm like, I don't understand. If that does not come out in the last book as, like, something, I'm going to lose my mind. <laughs> also, I need it. another thing, I'm that not sure That I didn't I'm... like? <laughs> no, I'm... <laughs> I'm just kind of confused about this. Because I'm not sure if we should trust Rolf. Because he ordered... A bunch of fire stuff from the southern continent but was it before Aelin went there or did Aelin figure out that they needed fire so she got it and I'm just confused about the timeline you know what I wish they would tell us the timeline I also don't know okay because I was like "Ooh, is this Rolf being sneaky or is this supposed to make sense to me and it's tying into the previous book yeah, I I honestly can't tell if it was like time stamped. I would have been like, okay, I get it, but n- I I don't know what point that is. So okay, cool. Also, you know what? <laughs> I know we said no Harry Potter references in this book, so I found another book to compare this to. <laughs> um, 
the ending of this book like into the library like all the way down um in, in like that gold room all the jewels whatever that reminded me so strongly of the da vinci code oh, yeah, i can't I see that it, like i don't have like a scene to compare it to just the vibe of that really made me think of it yeah i can totally see that i'm still just like not gonna get over the fact that it was like the irrelevant sister i know literally anyone else <laughs> or like commit to the irrelevance and make it no one or yeah. make it someone relevant or make it like yeah no i don't know you know what would have been wild if uh if none of these plot points actually uh, happen so i'm like messing up the entire story now but if astrin had to flee um from the 13 uh-huh. just like everyone and they were all hunting her and so the rest of the witches they meet up with Aelin, whatever astrin gets captured at some point and she's the bell that's fucking up everything in the, this place and then it gets then they all combine together later on i feel like that could have been fun too that could have been fun because there was like a lot of like or even if astrin and the rest of the 13 were on the southern continent when they had like fled Morath and then it would have just tied things together and given me more characters that I'm already invested in yeah I feel like it just like there's there's things that could have been changed (laughs) I feel like this is why fan fiction exists because people write the stories the way they assume it should go It's it's only an internationally best-selling author that we're criticizing. <laughs> it's just this book for me. This book really and truly is the Accord of Frost and Starlight of this series. Yeah, I'm just I'm I'm just not a huge fan of switching at this point. It doesn't make sense to me. Like it just seems whole so series... late in the book. Yeah, I mean, in the like, series. It's the second last one. Why would you do this to me? A couple things, actually, one thing that I did like. No, oh, we're switching it up. I know. Like, um, the kind of, the point where Irene realizes that the Valg are parasites, and that's how they're, like, going to defeat them. Because I know she was, like, thinking she had, like, no place in the war for a while, and was, like, thinking her magic was, like, not useful to the war. And, like, I also feel like in previous books, I was like, how the fuck are they going to defeat the Valg if there's so many of them and, like, they're so hard to kill? And, like, I don't know. I did like that plot point where, like, some of the Valg can be saved or at least, like, the people that the Valg are inhabiting. Yeah, it, it is nice to know that the war doesn't have to end with, like, a mass slaughter of innocent people. <laughs> <laughs> it, it would be a bit of a... An uncomfortable victory, I think. It's not quite whimsical for me. Yeah, not the not the right level of warm whimsy for you. No. Also, I do want to know your thoughts. Cause like I'm kind of confused about like I know how it's gonna work, but I just I'm wondering how it's gonna play out with 
Kale and Yurine being bound to each other. And if Yurine's magic is like depleted, he'll lose his walking abilities. It just seems really weird <laughs> to me. I I think they will die. I think so too. I mean, I, I like thought Kale was gonna die. I did immediately think of Reese and Farah. Um when I saw that and I was like, nice. <laughs> um I just don't I don't know how it's gonna work, but definitely one of them is gonna die and then the other one automatically dies. So Yeah. A hundred percent. I thought I really thought Kale was gonna die. I I I also did, yeah. I was very upset. I was like after all of this redemption arc. I know how I hated that he lost the ability to walk like immediately. Like that was just so so dumb. I know. Um yeah, that I am prepared for them to both die in the next book for sure. Yeah. Okay. Well, that's pretty much all I got. Yeah, I don't I don't think I have anything else to criticize. <laughs> well do you have a favorite character favorite quote um (laughs) you know i like bort (laughs) yeah i liked i liked her too she was fun but i think favorite character probably yurine yeah or duva Oh God! <laughs> no, uh, I definitely liked Kale towards the end. Sartak was good, but I think favorite character was Yurine. Yeah, she was the best. I think. Um, mm-hmm. I do have a favorite quote, actually. Okay. Um. Right before uh, Kale was, you know, uh gonna die oh actually sorry you know another favorite character hafisa okay i liked her too yes i liked her character i I like when she flung herself down the stairs as like a sacrifice i was like yes i liked when she when yurine pushed her into the water (laughs) oh my god i'm thinking of the wrong name but yes I was thinking Hafiza. Oh, maybe I did say that. I meant Hassar. I See, did there's say too Hafiza. many new characters in Too this. many. Also, I'm yeah. sorry. You're, I just keep remembering things. But Yurin's birthday party as a whole could have gone without that. It was weird. Yeah, I feel like they could have found another way to get over there. Yep. It is what it is. It is what it is. Um, no, I, I was going to say, I, I do have a favorite quote. It's after Hale almost dies uh-huh. and then they're like linked now. And then she was like uh, to Kale, like, I wanted to heal you because they find out that they can't like just fix it anymore. And then he's like, you did in every way that truly matters. You did. And I was like, mm, well, that's kind of cute. Yeah, mine is, um, <laughs> fat as a dirt grub. 
I don't remember the context of it, but I just found it so funny. I like the contrast between those two of those. Yep. Or like maybe my favorite quote is, but I can sing for you. Ew. Oh, there's also a part where, like, one of the healers is, like, going through the tomb or whatever, and she's like, what the hell are we going to do with all this gold? It's so tacky. I thought that was funny. All right. Well, that's all I got. Yeah, that's all I got, too. Um a mild disappointment i hope it's better in the next one me too or if it gets worse because I, I think this next book is like 900 pages it's i don't mind long books at all Mm-mm. long books that don't use the space of the book are infuriating to read because it's just like reading silence. It's It feels like static TV in my brain. Yes. That's what it feels like. A hundred percent. So naturally, next episode, we will be finishing the series. Crazy. Um, and reading Assassin. I almost said Assassin's Blade. Um <laughs> Imagine we left it till the last book. Now that would have been a twist. We're like, oh, this all makes sense now. <laughs> that been so funny. Um, no, we are reading Kingdom of Ash. Sarah J. Mass. Very excited to be able to finish a Sarah J. Mass series. Um, I'm a little afraid. I am a little bit afraid. It's always the last, like, hundred pages that ruin your life. So, let's get ready. Brace yourselves. And if you want to follow us on social media, Instagram and Twitter at BookBevies and BookBevies at gmail.com for longer email inquiries. Don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe. Thanks for listening. Thank you. Goodbye. Bye. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello? Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.